Welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. Guys, this episode is great. We are going to be talking about charm school. Charm school. It's not a witch school. It aired. <laughs> <laughs> no one? No one? Okay. Oh, I get it. Now. Yeah, like charms. Like charmed. Like Hogwarts? It's charmed. Yeah. Come on. It aired January 25th, 1954. And the storyline is... Ethel and Lucy are upset that Ricky and Fred don't seem interested in them. After seeing how they react to a friend's beautiful and poised date, they enroll in charm school. Mm. Do the charm schools still exist? I have to know. Yeah. I think so. I think etiquette schools exist. We should go. And learn how to stand and how to carry ourselves. Yeah, I guess I thought, I was like, charm school, it sounds like a modeling school or something. Yeah. Because it like Barbizon modeling agency. But yeah, I would go to that. I feel like I need better manners. No, I'm polite. I'll be fine. It just felt like a weird business model. You're basically just paying someone to tell you why you're terrible. That's what they do. But anyway, we'll right. Why do you build me up buttercup just to let me down? Right. Me around. But it's the opposite of that. Yeah. Why do you let me down and then build me back up? <laughs> the women had to be remade from That's clay. That's what the song was about. Yeah, I think so. So the episode opens and they're at a dinner party and the women are in the living room talking about... Losing. losing a few pounds but okay ethel says something about ounces i'm like i didn't know you could measure your own ounces you're not a baby yeah <laughs> speak for yourself i am a baby you're um, not a as, baby <laughs> as i reference my favorite show mad men in mad men i have reached a point where betty has gained quite a few pounds and she goes to weight watchers mm-hmm. in you know the early 60s which i didn't know was a thing back then but they do weekly weigh-ins Yes. And it's like, you know, you lost half a pound and they're in a group of 20 women and they're all talking about the types of weeks that they had and how that affects their food intake and stuff. Correct. It's a constant struggle, guys. It reminds me of a meme that I keep seeing about intersectionality. If white women spent as much time dismantling the patriarchy as they do trying to lose weight, (laughs) the world would be solved by now. (laughs) That's pretty good. They're not wrong. (laughs) Is there an app for that? (laughs) For dismantling the patriarchy? Oh my god, that's my million dollar idea. I don't know what I would do, but that's the goal. Email it to yourself. Yeah. So That's what I do with all my brilliant ideas. (laughs) The other couple is Bill and Luann Hall, played by Vivi Janice and Tyler McVeigh. We've seen them before? No, first and only. She looks familiar. She did. She reminds me of Carolyn Appleby. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was Carolyn at first. So did I, which is why I was confused. Especially because the husband was talking about TV and I was like oh he runs the station that's right but no Bill and Luann are a different set of friends and what I thought was interesting was Lucy makes an observation that I feel like we still make all the time where it's like you're out at a party or Mm -hmm. wherever else and it becomes like a middle school dance where the boys are on one side of the room and the girls are on the other yep and why is that and I just thought it was an interesting thing to be tackling and really sort of astute observation to base the whole episode around yeah i did have kind of a problem when they were talking about the different topics everyone's interested in women like what babies recipes and clothes Clothes. listen i like all those things too sure and men like sports and politics 
I'll talk about politics. Of course. Won't talk about sports. I'll let the men have that one or the women who want to talk about it have that one. Right. Actually, no, that's a lie. I will talk about sports and how much I hate them. (laughs) So I'll talk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't a very nuanced separation of topics because the men's topics seemed more serious. To have more substance to it. Yeah. It also felt like, and maybe this is me just projecting, but it's not even that the women aren't interested in politics. It's that the men aren't interested in hearing what the women have to say. Probably. They don't think they have any interesting or nuanced takes, so why would we talk to them about that? Well, I feel like a lot of that is also just like the woman probably, you know, voted or thought whatever her husband thought about politics. That's something on Mad Men where she's like, we don't know who we're voting for, is what Betty said. And it was the year that it was Kennedy versus Nixon. And, you know, basically she's just like, oh, I will vote for whoever Don votes for. And we as a household vote for the same person. Totally. The power of the we. Mm -hmm. That's kind of funny. I mean, my... My mom's a Democrat, my dad's independent, but always votes Democrat, so they generally end up voting for the same person. Mm-hmm. But do your parents vote along the same lines? I think it's often the same, but I don't think as a rule. Yeah. I think it's same. My parents are like yours in that they have different party affiliations. Right. But I do think that couples' politics end up bleeding into each other, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like you have to vote with your spouse well, anymore. There's but, like Bernie versus Hillary. You know, right. there are other nuances yes, within 100%. like politics that you could be for different candidates that are right. more similar than not. Or focused on different issues. Right. Things yep. that you care about more than other things. Women's issues. Which are just all of our issues. I know. And True. We've all come from one. Humankind's issues. Yeah. Right. Ladies is pimps too. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't very nuanced. And the men were talking about, first it was golf, and then it was boxing, and then it was color television. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. I feel like that must have been something that was going on in the world, so bringing a cultural reference. Yeah, And that felt like something that women would have an opinion about or be interested in hearing about because they watch TV. And so I think that's true now where, you know, maybe sports are a gendered thing still... But everybody watches TV. Totally. Everybody goes to see movies or has an opinion about those things. And so that certainly feels like a common ground. Right. Yeah. It's also a bit of a meta moment to yes. be watching black and white TV talking about right. when color's going to get here. I know. Yeah, and it's like, well, we know. <laughs> it's coming soon. But yeah, the women are like, I just want my husband to pay attention to me. Yeah. And, and I was like, same girl. I don't have a husband, but I will want him to pay attention. Right. It's That's the truest yeah. thing in the episode is that they don't like that the men just always gravitate towards the other men and they can't find a way for them all to talk to each other. So modern reference, Abercrombie and Fitch in this episode. They're saying how they're the sheep and the guys are the goats. And so they say, we didn't exactly stampede the goats, did we? Maybe we better go down to Abercrombie and Fitch and see if they sell goat mating calls. (laughs) Right, because Lucy's whole thing is that we're just like a bunch of animals that are being sorted goat from sheep. Right. And back then, Abercrombie and Fitch was an outdoor sporting goods and hunting supply store, which obviously that's not Abercrombie and Fitch of our youth. No. No, and currently we're now, the jeans are no longer $100 like they were when we were kids. They're cheaper. Really? Yeah. Probably because it's less popular. Yeah, exactly. So they're trying to get people to buy. It used to, to be very high end. It was very expensive. Well, and even back then when it, you would get very expensive hunting gear or whatever, it was like for very bougie people. 
But then it was just like slutty cologne and shirtless boys when I was in Henleys and tees. graphic tees. Rugby shirts. Low-rise jeans. Music that was too loud for your mom to be in the store. Yeah, like, naked people on the bags like in black and white. clothes, but they were naked. I can still smell Abercrombie and Fitch. Whew. Yeah, it's like every boy I had a crush on. Fitch. Every boy I have a crush on now still wears Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch. Eventually, Lucy brings the men into the living room, and they sit down, and then they once again get pulled into their various corners. Yeah, that was a really good scene, them talking across each other. Because yeah. it started talking about the same thing, the right? The same man. They were talking about a friend of Yeah, the they were Tom. talking about Tom Williams and who's he going with, which I love that phrase, <laughs> going with. They were like, do you think he's going to marry her? Yeah, and then I think the women continue to talk about that, and then the guys started talking about... The last time Ricky saw Tom. Yes, was that... Madison Square Garden. Yes. Yes. They start talking about fights. Yeah. Yeah. So it is almost the same as the beginning examples, but it's slightly more nuanced where I almost wish that that was the inciting incident because they were kind of showing us and not telling us that the women like to talk about marriage and relationships Mm -hmm. and the men like to talk about sports. Oh, that would have been such a strong open. You're so right. Yeah. It would have been, I think slightly more palatable if you just saw it play right, out. Right. Jess, can we rewrite the script? Thanks. Yeah, let's take it from the top. <laughs> Mr. Oppenheimer, can we have a new draft by Monday? Thank you. Madeline! <laughs> Girl writer! Yeah, and so that's our setup where they basically come to the conclusion that they're like, well, this is just how it is. Right. Men are gonna just want to be in the kitchen talking about golf, and we're gonna just have to be here. And then... Right. Tom shows up. Okay, am I wrong or can Tom get it? Oh my god, 100%. (laughs) This is the important thing we need to talk about. This guy, 65 years ago. So, (laughs) played by Maurice Hill, who can get it. I'm going to look him up. Hold on. (laughs) What can he get? He can get it. (laughs) Maurice Hill can get it. Maurice Hill slash Tom Williams. Okay, okay, hold on. He was in Airplane 2, the sequel. (laughs) Okay, when I search him, the only thing that comes up are trucks. (laughs) <laughs> That's odd. He's sometimes known as Maury Hill. His date is Eve Whitney. She is a real person. That's really? her real name. She was she, a glamour puss. Yeah. She is a model and she is also an actress and she's done four films with Lucille Ball. No way. That's cool. So it was kind of like a cameo in a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is really fun. But my favorite fact about Eve Whitney is that after this episode, she did one more acting job and then she retired from acting to become a real estate agent. What? Follow your passion. <laughs> she loves houses. <laughs> she loves houses. <laughs> I just love that tidbit. This is one of the last times america sees eve whitney unless they see her on a bus bench mm. <laughs> oh my god with the number to call for unless the most prime her. real estate in, in the agora hills yeah. or wherever she lives she also had this deep voice that's what i was gonna say yes she has sultry like, very alluring mm-hmm. oh hello uh, i won't bother you boys anymore mm-hmm. like oh should i talk like that yes apparently if you go to charm school you will learn how to talk like that what if i'm just like I'm going to the Trader Joe's later. (laughs) Would you like me to pick anything up for you? It sounds very sensual. Can you get me some matcha while you are at the store? (laughs) Thank you. And then my laugh is like I love it. (laughs) Thank you for coming here today. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) From now on, the podcast will be done in this voice. We just want to talk about how much we love Lucy. (laughs) 
Corinne is so uncomfortable. <laughs> Corinne, do you think we should be sex phone operators? <laughs> For a good time call. For a good time call. Give me a ring. Thank you for calling. Also, if someone else wants to give me a ring of another sort, I like sunstones. <laughs> Stones of the sun. Stones of the sun. Stones of the sun. I can't talk. So yeah, so she learned how to do that in charm school, and you two don't need to go. I want to go. Okay. I have a lot to learn. But you've learned. Thank but, you. So she comes in, and then they go to the kitchen, and they greet the guys. And, of course, the guys are just like, there's a beautiful woman in our presence. Right. Let's just follow her wherever she goes. Which Sweet. happens to me every <laughs> single time I go anywhere. Oh it's like I'm the Pied Piper, but with men. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me about it. This is a classic conundrum. <laughs> oh, how do I get into my apartment when there are just men after me? <laughs> Oh, that's scary. I never open a door for myself. It's terrible. And this is kind of the second time this has come up because they were talking about that friend of theirs who the men all fawn over at parties. And so this is the second time where you actually see it, which is kind of funny. But it's like, marry a man who's following you. I mean, Desi slash Ricky is obsessed with Lucy. I know. We find out later, I guess. We're reminded later. Yeah. But I think that there is something to be said for... I'm not going to make huge generalizations about men and women, but I'm going to make huge generalizations about men and women. <laughs> men are simple. And sometimes it's just the equivalent of a shiny object. Yeah. That's yeah. like, it's not even that they necessarily like, want to leave their wives and run away. It's no. like, this is interesting. It's like everything. I think that's human behavior. A new dress to you is always more special than an old dress, right. an old staple. And then you wear the new dress and then it becomes the old dress. You know, yeah. it's a cycle right. of life. Are you saying I'm an old dress? No, not to me. I am. (laughs) I'm sorry. So (laughs) Eve drags the men out of the kitchen. The women are very offended by this. They all stumble over themselves to light her cigarettes. Apparently, Bill Hall will ask her for her entire life story. How embarrassing. Very odd. Can I also just say I think Lucy is prettier? Yeah. Well, that's what's interesting about this episode is that most of the series were shown Lucy as a glamour girl who like knows how to do her hair and her makeup and all of that. And so it was interesting that sort of the premise of this episode is that she is not as chic. Right. She is not the most chic woman around. And so seeing her feel insecure and dealing with what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to look like? was a new experience Mm -hmm. for us as Lucy. Yeah. It was kind of nice the way the episode set it up because I did find myself buying it. They did feel like the same old characters I had seen week after week to the point where you can understand, oh, this has gotten kind of trite for, you know, the audience slash the men or whatever. We're going to try to spice it up. Yeah. It felt like a believable storyline to me in a way I think is kind of hard because they're both knockouts. I know. Frankly. And none of the complaints were valid, really, but they did sell it. Yeah, they did. But yeah, so the next day they're talking about what transpired during the rest of the party. Breakfast time, they've got their casual Yeah, speaking of being a knockout. I love a morning turban. I also love those coffee (laughs) pots. And the robes. I know. Those crazy coffee pots. I'm really here for it. So they're rehashing how embarrassing all the men were. And every time I think about it, I get mad all over again. Okay, what did Fred suggest? Post office? Playing post office? Playing post office? What does that mean? Is that like keys in a bowl? (laughs) What is... Fred. Oh, playing post office expression. Okay. Oh, it's like a sexual innuendo. (gasps) Fred! 
good. It was some older kids game and somehow involved a smooch, maybe like spin the bottle. How do you play post office? The group playing is divided into two groups, typically a girl group and a boy group. One group goes into the other room, such as a bedroom, which is called the post office. To play, each person from the other group individually visits the post office. Once there, they get a kiss from everyone in the room. What? So everyone kisses each other. <laughs> That's so weird. And so weird to suggest in a room full of your married friends. <laughs> it is keys in a bowl. That's so weird. I played Spin the Bottle senior year at one of my crush parties. Really? Yeah. We played it in high school. It's like Fred is the original wife swap. <laughs> oh my god, he's always trying to wife swap. Maybe Fred's a swinger. Have we <laughs> addressed that? I just Maybe don't f- think that's appropriate. <laughs> No one is interested. So you don't want to play post office at my birthday party, Chris? I want to play Not post office. Not if Fred's there. No, it sounds really fun. Maybe I just need to kiss a boy. I think that's what it is. It's, it it's doesn't a, have to be a room of boys. The premise is a like room of boys. Delivering kisses. It's like you're delivering. Oh, what if thank he doesn't have you. enough stamps? Okay. Well. <laughs> So that's Am I going to be a weird. dick like the people who work at the post office by my house? Be like, oh, I'm sorry. The postage on this is not quite. You needed to bring your own box, ma'am. <laughs> you have to purchase your own tape. This you have to fill out the form before you get up to the counter. Right. You need to go to the back of the line, miss. <laughs> Yeah, that's really upsetting on many levels. Also, I think it's interesting, too, that it's more upsetting because it's Fred. And if Tom had suggested it, then I think we'd be okay. And I did like the thing they called out Ricky about where she said, do you ever notice that every time he sees a pretty girl, he becomes more Cuban? Yeah. Did you ever notice, Ethel, that whenever he's around a good-looking girl, he becomes more Cuban? <laughs> the prettier the girl, the thicker the accent. That's right. By the end of the evening, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. It sounded like he had a mouthful of free holies. <laughs> I think it's funny that Ricky must think Cuban is sexier. Yeah. It's when he was a young and wild and free man. And yeah. so that's what he's tapping into his youth. <laughs> what did Ethel say? She was like, you know, it's that's right. By the end of the night, I couldn't understand anything <laughs> he He's full on speaking Spanish. <laughs> she didn't say frijoles. Like he had a mouthful of frijoles. <laughs> she does know Spanish. Got beans in his mouth. Oh, so funny. Oh my God. Oh, Ricky. So we don't have a ton of scenes really in this no. episode because this is a very simple hop from the party last night to That's charm boring. school they just say oh yeah i overheard this conversation i have the name and the address yeah. and all of the information right here and let's go to this school yeah and allegedly the charm schools i don't know if it's their tagline or what is they can work miracles mm. she said that it was kind of shady i know because i said do you think they can help us do you think they can help me? And she's like, yeah, it says right here they were miracles. And I think that Lucy covered and was like, on both of us. But they said that there's a free analysis for your charm quotient mm. if you go in. So she's like, oh, well, we're not going to spend money. We're just going to go and get our CQ. Be assured that we are charming. And they go to the charm school, and I love the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really elegant. And Phoebe Emerson is the head of the charm school, played by Natalie Schaefer. You may also recognize her as Mrs. Howell. On Gilligan's Island. Oh, I knew I recognized her. Oh, I like that. 
And she was very, very refined. Mm-hmm. I love her voice. Let's bring back, is it the transatlantic accent? Yeah. yeah. Let's bring that back. Please. And so she brings them in and all of a sudden, Lucy's lost the control of her body. She is very <laughs> nervous. <laughs> she trips over a coffee table. Mm-hmm. And why did she go? She's so nervous. I know. She was suddenly overtaken with nerves. And so Miss Emerson is ready to give them the once over on four different categories. Right. So it was hair, makeup, posture, stature, and voice. Yep. That's the only thing that matters in life. Those are the only things that make you charming, apparently. Well, charm could be entirely superficial, I suppose. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be like maybe more of a finishing school, you know, where you're learning the art of the conversation or how do you do? How do you talk about... forks to use? (laughs) Right. How do you talk about current events without offending anybody or something like that? That's useful, actually. Yeah. Yeah, is that different? Is that manners school? I think that is... Is that a different collegiate level? Finishing (laughs) school or etiquette school. I think there are definitely different... Charm school just sounds like a modern day modeling agency. It really does. Tell you to dye your hair and lose a couple pounds. Style of woman that they are trying to make everybody into. Right. And it's just strange because we always see these episodes and it feels like Lucy, especially and Ethel, are pretty well put together women. Totally. So all of a sudden she's like, oh, well, it must be very windy out. Do you want to do your hair the way it's supposed to? Yeah, and that's the way their hair is. And we're like, their hair looks fine. I don't know. That's the way it looks in every other episode. I I guess I'm not up to speed of the 1950s hairstyles, but I think it was of the time. I would walk in with a messy bun and a t-shirt and baggy jeans. Like, make me beautiful. And she'd be like, oh! <laughs> the other things that they talked about was wearing powder. Right. And Ethel had good skin. She also, I love this, she told Ethel, Ethel is very well preserved. Right. She so cracked savage. me up. So sad. If someone told me I was well preserved, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah, me thank too. <laughs> Even in my 20s, yeah. I'd be like, thank you so much. For, for her, her age. For her age. And then Lucy, she wore glasses, and then she put another pair of glasses, yeah. and even closer. Was she looking for fine lines? But then she arrived on the powder situation where she said, is this the color you always wear? And she's like, it's my skin. <laughs> she's like, I'm not wearing powder. She's like, well, it looks very unnatural. <laughs> It's in black and white, so we can't really tell. I'm surprised there wasn't a question about her hair color. You mm-hmm. know, that would have been a really easy opportunity for them to... Jump on that. Yeah. Is this your natural color? You right. know? And then their posture is not good. Right. When I like how <laughs> they thought they were being graded, so then they put their arms up and did all these crazy... Poses. Poses, and they're like, no, just the way you normally stand is fine. And then they all slouch, which is funny. And then the last one was the way they speak. And Lucy can't make her words come out of her mouth. That's so funny. I mean, it's just funny because all of a sudden they both sound so much more nasal than Mm -hmm. they had. Yeah. And yeah, they got scores 32 and 30. Ethel got a higher score. Yes, because she had good skin. I think the voice part reminds me of in Singing in the Rain. Mm. When Lena Lamont is like, I can't stand him. And she looks like a glamazon. Yeah. You can't tell inside. I love that. So they need help. Yeah, and so they put on these sweatsuits. Ugh, loved them. I want to wear that. That's worth the price of charm school if you can keep them. Lucy's shoes were super cute. They were Tom's. Yeah, they looked like espadrilles and wrap up your Mm -hmm. ankle, and they're super cute. So apparently tension is our greatest enemy. True. Stress? Tension is our greatest enemy today. A charming woman is a relaxed woman. Gravity is also our enemy. Holding tension in your body does age you. Yeah. still true. 
I wish they had had yoga back. Like a modern version of this would be like them in a yoga class, you know? And it sounds like the thesis of this charm school is being a chill girl is what makes guys like you. (laughs) You need to be super chill and not be bothered. But also aloof. Be really quiet and mysterious and chill. Yeah. But also don't say anything. But when you say it, say it sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Oh my God, they're back. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm Alison Wayne. Are you not charmed? Are you not entertained? Corinne, are you uncomfortable right now? Yes. Corinne is so uncomfortable. On a scale of one to charmed, where are you? Uh, unnerved. <laughs> Semi-charmed. Have you ever done that particular stretch in yoga where you just fold your body down and you just let your arms yeah, hang? Oh, she's doing it. She's doing it currently. You yeah. Make sound come out of your body. Do you feel the tension leaving your body? I love doing this and then holding your arm. <laughs> so I, yes, she I tells just... the ladies to flop over Ugh. forward and release all tension. It's honestly a good tip. We should all be doing that. And then she tells them to walk. And so Lucy starts to bear right. crawl or whatever across. And she's like, no, stand up. Stand up erect. What are you doing? <laughs> and lead with your hips. Which was silly and I liked it. I love it. And that's now how I walk. Corinne, wait till you see how we walk out of here. <laughs> you gotta lead with your hips and let the rest follow. Am I right, lady? That ass, though. <laughs> so in case people forget, you do have hips. So they're getting all these lessons, and then we cut back to the apartment. Oh my god, it's so good. They have a surprise they for have the a, men. Oh yes, the ladies have been telling the guys they have a surprise for them. They've been and- preparing themselves in the bedrooms for hours all day. And all week they've been weird. And then the classic evergreen joke from Fred, where he's like, Ethel's been strange all week. And he's like, yeah, so is Lucy. And he's like, how can you tell? Because mm-hmm. she's so weird. She's, she's so, so wacky and wild. Such a weird girl. So Lucy comes out. And she is beautiful. Transformed into a different character. She is. She's from head to toe bedazzled. Glam. glam I glam, love glam. that dress. The puff sleeves on the gloves. It looked like she was wearing, you know, when you're a little kid and you go swimming. Oh, yes. the puffers, yeah. Yeah, on her arms. And her brows are dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, that's not a natural makeup look. No, no. not at all. <laughs> the lipstick. It was just like all very extra. Yeah. But she was carrying herself with such power. I loved it. What was hard for me to track is that at first it seems like the men were super into it. Yeah, I, mean, like, I agree. Who was that? Yeah, who they is were, like, she? Jaws right. on the floor. Right. And then Ethel comes in in her getup. Yeah, but not, bird. not yes. before Fred says he was going to lock the door. Oh, yeah. Because he wants to keep Ethel out while he's in with this fabulous woman. So many jokes about sleeping with other people's wives. Yeah, that's Fred's <laughs> mode in this episode. Lord. And did you see Lucy's hip swivel to go towards the door? Yeah. <laughs> she just like made a wide circle. Oh my god, so She's good. just trying to keep it loose, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stretching it out. So Ethel is bringing it. She's wearing a leopard gown, one-shouldered. Mm-hmm. Very fierce. She's got a wraparound bangle on her yeah. upper yeah, arm. Yeah, which love that. that. Liked it a lot. Where did the guys go to the bedroom? Where do they leave? They went to their rooms to dress up. Oh, because they want to take them out. To be appropriate, to match right. the style of the women. But first level. the ladies want to go show Miss Trumbull their outfits. Right. And they're cracking up about it. Was and Little Ricky with Miss Trumbull already? I assume so. Always. Of course. Constantly. I also liked how they just dropped 
everything when the men leave the room. Yeah. They're suddenly oh. talking normal. They're back to normal. And slouching. And One, I love the moment where they try to sit. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't. They can't. They're like, oh, I guess we'll just stand. Yeah, here. what are you going to do? Stand through dinner? Wait. You're going to dinner. <laughs> unclear. It's very unclear what their plan is. And I think hijinks would probably ensue if yeah. they ever left the apartment. But I love what ends up happening where the dudes go to prep for this meal. And first we see Ricky and he announces himself before he comes out and he said, close your eyes, I'm ready. So the ladies close their eyes and out he comes dressed as a matador. He kind of looked like a French he's, dandy. He's yes. a courtier. Yeah, a courtier, a yeah. Cour- a courtesan? Is yeah. It, what are they? Courtesan yeah. is a, a hooker. Courtier. It's courtier. Courtier. He looks like a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> he looks very like a male three, hooker. Three Musketeers vibe. Like 17th century. Yes, Three Musketeers, totally. He's got feathers. <laughs> he has a cap. Yeah. Why did he just have that lying around? That was my question. And in the closet, like, is it a prop from a previous show? Should that not be at the theater? Let's hope so. Because he has a costume box for dress up time. <laughs> so do I. Like you. Ricky and you have costume boxes. You are a Ricky. I know. I am a Ricky. I love dressing up. And then Fred shows up and he's wearing a top hat. Yeah, he's Mr. Monopoly. Basically. <laughs> Is there a monocle? Like, there's a lot happening. It's unclear at first what point they're trying to make. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, this is silly. If you guys put on crazy costumes, we're going to put on crazy costumes. Yeah. And the girls are like, you guys, you're ruining everything. We can't take you anywhere like that. And they're like, well, we can't take you like We don't want this. you all dressed up. And then what ends up happening is the guys are like, we like you just the way you are. Yeah. Which is sweet. That's it's really a, sweet. It's a sweet ending. They said Eve was beautiful and charming and this and that, but we like you the way you are, which kind of inferred that We're they like, didn't I don't think want you to be like beautiful or charming. charming. Well, you should also be like, you're beautiful the way you are. Like, yeah. I wanted them to explicitly say, you're beautiful just the way you are. Not we like you the way you are, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. And then they rub each other's hairs. Yeah. And then Except they, Fred. And Except then they're Fred. Like, oh, that's silly because Fred doesn't have hair. Ah, oh. Classic. <laughs> Never over it. Oh, this was such a fun episode. Yeah, there were a bunch of great one-liners that I really loved. At the top of it, when they're all at the dinner party, where Luann's like, well, we like talking about babies and clothes and recipes, and they like to talk about sports and politics. We're just interested in different things. And Ethel Mertz says, sure, just because we're married to men doesn't mean we've got anything in common. <laughs> so true. She just kept being like, well, I don't want to spend time with the men. We're already married to them. Isn't that enough? Yeah. But speaking of Fred and his terrible shade throughout the episode and his wanting to wife swap and everything, the ending message is he likes Ethel the way she is. Which is sweet, yeah. It was one of the more tender moments we got from them. Though before when they were waiting for the girls to show their surprise, Ricky says, no, what do you think this pleasant surprise could be? And Fred was like, maybe they're leaving us. And I'm like, he's always just trying to get time alone with Ricky. All right, ladies. Yeah. This was a really fun episode. And I loved seeing the ladies just having to do physical humor in a completely different way and have a different side to their characters. Mm-hmm. I loved all the trying to leap at their hips. I think it's just very relatable for women and anybody for people to just not feel like they're attractive enough to the people that they want to be attractive to. Right. And I think the world of the show feels like it's getting bigger Mm, mm -hmm. to me even though there are only really three scenes in this episode there's another couple and there's a fourth couple who shows up and makes them feel insecure about their own relationships and i think that Mm -hmm. a lot of the lucy world in the past has been more contained than that so yeah it's nice to see these other players enter the scene. And it kind of makes you wonder where they're going to go next. Like, yeah. Because there's only so many combinations they can do of the four, the two couples. 
Yeah, I'm excited for them to get out on the road yeah. like we know they're going to do. Right. No, it's definitely getting more interesting. I think there's a clear shift in like the right. complexity of the episodes now versus right. season one, which is really cool to just see that gradual change. And I liked that it was boys versus girls, but also it sort of was poking fun at both the boys and the girls. Poking fun at the way that women will play this caricature of what we think mm-hmm. an attractive woman is for men. And the fact that men are so simple that if there's a new novelty that they're gonna follow it around. Everyone was the butt of a joke, but also everyone was making a joke yeah. at each other's expense. So that was fun and dynamic. And, and it felt like an even playing field in that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we have for you guys this week. What a great classic episode. I know. We'll report back on our own charm school experiences <laughs> because we're already enrolled. Miss <laughs> Emerson is so excited. <laughs> the junior Emerson is still running yes. the charm school. So as always, you can find us on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. On Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. On Facebook at We Love Lucy Podcast. And you can send any thoughts and feelings to our email at We Love Lucy Pod at gmail.com. Bye bye, Lucy's. Stay charming.